0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Find Your Free, the podcast. I am your hostess, Rachel Voss, and we are officially at episode 20. Um, when we were setting this up for me to record today, David looked over and was like, 20, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, good for you. <laughs> so it's just like, wow, you know, you have this idea for so, 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 so long you know, and then after years, you finally make the decision to execute, you know, on the idea and bring the vision to life. And then it just feels like five minutes later, you're 20 episodes in. So, um, yeah. So thank you to everyone, um, who continues to tune in, you know, even if you just listen to an episode here or there, or if you listen every Tuesday or every week, you know, um, if you share a kind word, I have yoga friends, students, um, who share about the podcast and their stories, who share a kind word with me, who encourage their friends to check it out. So just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And if you've ever taken a yoga class with me, I always tell myself, uh, or not tell myself, I tell my students, rather, I'm the DJ who will take shout-outs <laughs> or requests rather. You know, sometimes if you go to a party, the DJ's like, don't give me requests, I'm doing my thing. And I get it, you gotta let the DJ control the, you know, control the flow. But I always say, I'm the DJ that takes requests. So I say that um, when I'm teaching so that, you know, if my students have a particular posture they want to try or a particular flow, um, I very much look at the community of yoga students I teach, like my public community. Um, I very much treat it like our space, you know, and so even though I'm sort of the guide, you know, the facilitator, the yoga instructor, like it's our space, you know, and so I always say like, maybe there's something I haven't thought of that you want to go over, you know, maybe there's a posture of flow or something like that. So in that same vein, um, I think I have said this before, but I'll say it again. (laughs) Um, If ever there is anything, you're like, oh, Rachel, I think you might want to talk about this or what do you think about this idea or you know I'd love to join you you know in a discussion on you know whatever like please let me know you know just like my yoga classes these podcasts are um just subject to my mind <laughs> and what comes up um you know so if there's something that might be of relevance or significance or whatever like just let me know um yeah, before for today, um, I, you know, was thinking all week, like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? Um, and then finally, I said, well, Dave, can I talk about this? And he's like, yeah, you can talk about that. <laughs> and so the reason um, I had to kind of clear it, you know, with Dave, what I wanted to talk about in this episode is because um, I'm going to share <laughs> where we are moving to. Um, I think it was... Episode 10, I might have um, said, like, oh yeah, we're looking into moving. It was so funny because Mary, shout out to you again. <laughs> um, my student mentee, um, Mary, connected with me over the week and she's like, oh my God, I just listened to the burnout episode. Um, and then you shouted me out. Like, that was so cool. So I just wanted to shout you out again. Um, but she said, hey, where are you moving to? And, you know, when I record, I will listen to an episode right after I record just to make sure. They're not, there are like no funky sounds or anything that needed to be edited out. And then every once in a while, I'll listen to it once it's released. So I'll pull it up on like Apple or Spotify just to kind of hear it as the listener as opposed to like the podcaster, you know? Um, so some weeks I do that. And then some weeks I'd record, I edit, and I let it go, you know? And so I'm like, did I say I was moving? But then I remembered, I said, yeah, we're looking to move. And I'm quite sure I've mentioned that. So I thought that. This might be a good episode to talk about where we are moving because that sort of just popped up suddenly, <laughs> but not so suddenly, right? Which, um, if we all examine our lives a little more closely, we may see that the things we do sometimes that we may think are random are not so. Um, and I talked about that a little bit when I. Um, did last week's episode the resource episode and I talked about the book the alchemist and the alchemist is pretty much you know about that like how things that may seem coincidental uh you know occurrences happenings you know for like oh that's so random or wow what a coincidence I was kind of just thinking that and then it just showed up and it's like it's a little bit more than coincidence (laughs) you actually manifested some shit (laughs) um so yeah so I thought um you know, this would just be a good space to talk about that, um, as well as just to kind of talk about this week I've had physically in my body. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just kind of talk about all of it um, and see, you know, where it goes. So yeah, David and I have been um, in the market for a new place since like last fall. Um, I own a condo here in Laurel, Maryland, where we currently reside in. And- Dave has some property out um, in Philly where he was before he moved down here to Maryland. But let me make it pointedly clear. He is from Brooklyn. He is not from Philly. (laughs) He just stayed in Philly after we... um, graduated from Temple, um, made his life there for a long while. Um, And then when I came along, (laughs) he uh, brought it down here to Maryland. So anyway, so he owns properties there in Philly, I own my condo here um, in Maryland. But when we decided to cohabitate, you know, and move in together, we decided to rent. Um, Even though I've been this year makes 21 years in Maryland, like, even though I've been here a long time, I've always, always said, like, yeah, I don't think Maryland is going to be my final resting place. Like I just don't sense like that the road is going to end here. Like I always plan on keeping my condo, you know what I mean? Like I'll have business in Maryland and dealings in Maryland and I became a yoga teacher in Maryland. You know what I mean? So I have roots here. I have really, really, really strong roots here, but I never could sense that I was meant to like be here forever and ever and ever. Amen. But the thing is, I can never figure out like, well, where do I go next? You know, like, as I've gotten older, you know, I think I mentioned this before, like growing up in New Jersey, you know, I grew up with four seasons, you know, and I legit had summer, winter, spring and fall, like, it was a distinctive season and a distinctive feeling and a distinctive experience, you know, with each season. But, you know, and I, I, growing up, it was like, who could not want winter? Like, yeah, it's cold, but there's snow and it's gorgeous. And you know what? (laughs) And then you get older, um, and you have to start shoveling that snow and doing all of that. And it's like, I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. I'm over the snow. (laughs) I'm over this cold. Like I need warm weather and beaches and like a baseline 70 degrees, like every day, what you got. So as I've gotten older, I've kind of felt more inclined to like, warmer weather, but it's like, well, I don't really want to go to Florida. Like Florida doesn't really speak to me. I like California, but California, shout out to you, Danae, is like a little expensive <laughs> and um, a pinch far from my family. You know, we're all East Coasters, even though ultimately I do, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, like I do ultimately want to end up on an island somewhere at least for six months out of a year. And I know that In some cases, depending on the island, that can be even further than California. But right now, in terms of like, say, an immediate next move, I'm like, well, California is a little too far from mom and dad. And, you know, they're in their golden years. And so I just want to be as close as possible, especially as their only daughter, you know, just a quick plane ride away, if not a quick car ride away so it's like, well, okay, California now. And so it's just like, well, where, where is warm? (laughs) I don't know where warm is. And then it was like, well, I'm definitely not going any further south than Maryland. You know, when I first moved here, I was always comparing, you know, DC to like New York City and no offense to my native DC folks, but like, it just didn't stack up. I was like, where can I get a slice of pizza where's the bodega like what's going on and I just kind of thought I mean there are corner stores in every city right but I was looking for like if you know what a bodega is like I was looking for the bodega you know what I mean that's open like all the time I was looking for the place where I could get like one slice of pizza and like everywhere I was going it was like you got to buy a pie you can buy a small pie (laughs) but you got to buy a pie so I was always comparing like DC to New York and then it was probably like five good years of me living here when I was like, all right, DC is its own place. New York is its own place. DC has a lot to offer as does New York. Like I'll be all right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then you start to appreciate, you know, the DC area for what it is, but it was like, I'm not going any further South than Maryland. Like Maryland is South enough for me. So, Over the years, I've had um, my one brother, he moved to Atlanta, what is it, 2021? So I guess like probably like four or five years ago now. I don't know. Time is flying. And so of all my brothers, I never thought he would be the one to move to Atlanta, but he was just like, nah, you know, I'm like been in New York City my whole life. Like it's time to go. It's time for change. And so, you know, he had some business connects down there. He was like, I'm just going to go down there and try it out, you know, try a new chapter. So he goes down there and he all the time is telling like our family, oh, my God, I love it here. You guys got to come. Da-da-da-da-da. And I've always heard, you know, great things um, about Atlanta, especially for like the black community and black businesses and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I have visited Atlanta over the years and I don't want to offend any Atlanta folks, <laughs> especially my native Atleans. Um, but again, as an East Coast girl, I'm like, yeah, Atlanta's cool. You know, I've visited a couple of times. I've driven through a couple of times. I hung out with my brother, you know, for like a weekend. But it's just not for me, you know? Like, it's interesting. Like, being from New Jersey, but like right outside of New York City, like literally New York City was like in my backyard. Like, well, not literally, but like 10, 15 minutes away. <laughs> um, because there are some parts of Jersey where New York could see my like kids in your backyard. Um, But anyway, I grew up in a suburb but had the most bustling city, you know, 15 minutes, you know, at my fingertips. So I'm used to having like, the quiet neighborhood, but the access to the busyness, you know what I mean? And Maryland definitely, especially when I first moved here felt way more spatial than how and where I grew up in Jersey like you had to drive a lot of places um you know they have a metro system here but it just wasn't as like all over the pace and fast pace like you know with certain parts in Maryland like once the bus stops like that's it (laughs) now I will say um you know where I grew up in Englewood same thing like I wasn't exactly in the city so once you caught the last bus from like the city to you know where I was in Jersey and Englewood like if you didn't catch that 1155 leaving the George Washington Bridge and if you're from Inglewood or, you know, at least know what I'm talking about with that 1155 But if you didn't catch that bus, like, that was it. You were stuck in the city and you had to have somebody come give you a ride or you had to take a very expensive cab ride over the bridge. But in terms of, like, public transpo, yeah, you had to catch the last bus and that was it once you got to Jersey. So, in that way, there was similarities. Right. But it just still felt so much more spatial, like everything just felt like right there where I came up in it. And then again, you add the layer of like, I can't find a slice. I can't find my bod- my bodega. Like what's going on? And then you had the go go muse, and it was just like a whole a whole new thing. But all of it, like I appreciate now. Absolutely appreciate. So saying all that to say that I was like, yeah, no, the buck stops here as far as going further south. Like I'll go west, I'll find my island, I'll go to the Pacific Northwest, but I'm not going any further south, right, right. So you fast forward, right? David and I move in together. We decided to rent because we both had this feeling of like, yeah, we don't know where we're going to rest our heads. And, you know, we're just figuring out living together. And so let's not have like this added pressure of like a mortgage. And, you know, something comes up for him or something comes up for me. And we want to move like, let's just keep it kind of fluid. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like we decided to rent instead of buying something, um, And so last year, you know, towards the end of last year was, you know, finishing up two years of living together, moving into the third year of the lease, you know, we're like, okay, this place is really nice. We're renting this really nice townhouse from this very nice couple, you know, private rental and the house definitely like accommodates our needs, but you know, we're ready to move on for a variety of reasons. And this episode is not about that. So we're ready to move on. So we go from like, you know, the standard year lease to as we get ready to transition into this third year, we transition into month to month. So that gives the owners, you know, 30 days to let us know, 30, 60 days, 90, whatever, to let us know like, hey, we're going to let it go. And that gives us the same thing like, hey, we found a place, we're giving you 30 days notice and we're out. So when we started looking at places, right, okay, and this, (laughs) I'm Scorpio, David's Capricorn, I'm water, I'm like, let's go, this feels good. And David's like, no, I need to make sure it's right before we do anything, right? Like he's earth, I'm water. And so there was this one place I found That I fell in love with the kitchen, the kitchen, the kitchen, kitchen was gorgeous, just big, beautiful, open, bright kitchen like that is on my vision list like I just want a beautiful, bright kitchen, you know, a certain cookware and still like just I have my vision of my kitchen kitchen is the heart of the house and I know what I want mine to look like. And so this place had this kind of kitchen. And even though there was like, say, like a sacrifice on like room space, like bedroom space, and we didn't love the basement exactly. And all of this, I was just like, this kitchen is to die. And I was like, we'll make it work. So... I'm like, Dave, like, so we put in our application, you know, that whole private rental process. So this is like through Zillow and, you know, all of this. So you put in your application and whatever. So we put in an application and I'm like, dude. And I had like, when we went to tour the house, like I had a really great, I felt, conversation with the owner. He's talking to Voss like, oh, hey, buddy, like which room are you going to pick as yours? So I'm like, oh, no, we're like, we're in there. He's picking us like this is our place. I'm coming for that kitchen. So because I felt, felt so good about it, right, I'm like, Dave, I'm like, we should tell. The owners, right, because at the point when we found this place, it was like not the top of the month. It was kind of like the middle of the month. And to make our application look attractive, you know, we had to let them know, like, hey, we'd be ready to go. So with it being in the middle of the month, those owners with the great kitchen. So say it was, I don't know, October 15th. It was sometime around there, right? They were looking for somebody to move in November 1st. But that obviously would have only given us 15 days for to tell our landlords and, you know, we agreed to give them at least 30. So once we found this place, I'm like, dude, we should let them know, like straight away. Cause like once it, you know, once they accept our application, like, you know, it's going to go really fast and da-da-da-da-da. And so we just want to make sure we're not leaving our landlords, like on the hook. You know what I mean? I'm sure they'll be cool if we move out in 20 instead of 30, but like, let's just talk to them. Maybe we'll prorate, like, let's figure some shit out. So Dave's like, Dude, I don't think we should say anything until our application is accepted, right? But the thing is, like, we went to look at a place on, like, a Thursday. And then the the owners were like, hey, we're going to review these applications, and then we'll get back to everybody by, like, Monday. So in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, no, David, like, those four days, that's four more days of not telling our landlord. So that's four less days, right, (laughs) of them getting the notice. So I'm all like... Oh, my God, we got to do this. We got to do this. And then he's like, dude, I'm telling you, we should just wait. And I'm like, babe, I just feel like I'm like, you know, we should let them know. So he's like, all right. All right. All right. All right. I'll let him know. <laughs> so he tells him, he's like, hey, you know, such such, you know, listen, we we found this place, you know, we were thinking about moving we found a place, you know, it's just, you know, a little bit more fit for our needs. You know, we, we, we've moved the boy from public school to private. You know, the school is just kind of like, um closer to that you know so just kind of accommodates like our life now so oh that's wonderful we're glad you know so that we tell them they're like all right well just let us know we'll you know we'll figure it out so of course we didn't get the place (laughs) four days later we didn't get the place right so Dave's like see I should told you we should have waited before we told them And I'm like yeah but it's all right you know what I mean like at least now they know and now we can look and they won't be surprised right So I'm thinking, that's it, right? And we didn't get the place. And this ended up becoming, for us, the beginning of, oh, okay, this is what the hell's going on in the housing industry. Like, we didn't know, but this was definitely, like, now we know. Like, it's really weird. Like, looking at places, whether buying or renting, because I know people who are in the buyer's market right now that are meeting the same thing I'm meeting. And it's, like, low inventory, so, like, low supply, but big demand. And when I go to look at some of these places, I'm like, we are still like in a pandemic, right? Like not that people are moving, but like the amount of people, like there are places we've looked at that they said they got 50 applications in one day. I read an article like on in CNN or something like CNN Finance or something about even in a, a woman who sold an investment property here in DC, right? And she listed it for like one price, say like 200,000. She's like she got 80 you know, um applications, you know, the same day. And of those 80, like 70 of them or something insane were all like cash offers. <laughs> and then she ended up selling the house for over 50% of the asking price. So if it was on the market for 200, it sold for like 420. And then the person who bought it, she, in the article, the, the woman said was probably an investor because they bought it like all cash and it was clean and all of that. And then they're probably going to flip it and sell it for even more. So as we've been talking to realtors, what we're understanding is, and this is totally not like a real estate episode, I'm getting somewhere, I promise. <laughs> um, so as we were talking to realtors, they're like, no, what's happening? Is there these, these really low, interest rates right because it's spring and normally there are a plethora of places to look at and it's been like the same you know five places for like weeks and stuff like that so the agents are like yeah we've never seen anything like this before but they're like what's happening is owners are wanting to take advantage of these rates and they're like dumping their houses becoming renters themselves to you know, sell at this high price, take advantage. Um, you know, you have owners who maybe, you know, who already had their properties as rental or investment properties, right? But now they're dumping, say their tenants to get, you know, a little bit more rent, a little bit more, you know, so everybody's like basically trying to take, you know, advantage of this market. And so it's um, getting, you know, it's it's creating more, you um, demand you know for the supply that's out there and so it's just like jeez you know and so um the person who's renting my tenant of my tenant who's renting my condo she's a former yoga student of mine and you know she just got engaged she's about to have a baby you know all of this and so they're, you know mine is a one-bedroom condo so they absolutely need like a bigger place so she was looking for like you know they were looking for like a place too and then she's like you know they were looking to buy but she's like finally like we had to go the new construction route because there was just not a lot of options out there and certainly not stuff that we wanted. So we just figured, man, we're just better off, you know, getting our own ship built. Like, you know. So saying all that to say, all of that to say, <laughs> we had basically been looking at places since like October or November. We finally put it down like in January. It was like, all right, let's just chill. Like let's regroup, like let's just step back, you know, let's, let's, you know, do whatever, and then we'll come back, it'll, it'll be better in the spring. Oh, and I know what happened. (laughs) Going back to when Dave was like, I think we should let our application get accepted first before we let our tenants or landlords know, Um, even though it didn't work out. And they were like, Oh, did the place work out? And we're like, Oh, no, 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 you know, they went with another, you know, whatever. So, you know, and they were like, oh, okay, well, just let us know, you know, as things work out. And then sure enough, probably within like a couple of days, they're like, oh, hey, and so by the way, we're planning to sell. And so again, this is like November-ish. So they're like, yeah, we're thinking about like January, February. So Dave's like, see, I told you. He's like, I feel like if we didn't say anything, they wouldn't have been thinking about it. So now we're on the hook. They're not on the hook so much to find a tenant. We're on the hook because when they're ready to sell that place, like, we got to be ready to go. And I'm like, well, listen, if they were thinking that anyway, we needed to be prepared, but, you know, fine. (laughs) So it was a little bit of a contention between us for a minute around that, and that's why, like, it was like, all right, let's just pause, you know, looking into moving, starting to become, like, a thorn in everybody's side in this house. Like, let's just let it go. And then by January, February, our landlords hadn't really – taken much movement you know on um on selling the house so we're like all right we got time and so finally um around like February the beginning of March um you know things started shifting at Dave's job like there's some opening for promote like things just started to shift we paused and things just started to shift and it was like all right things are starting to shift on the job front things are starting to shift for me a little bit like maybe it's time to like start you know looking again, it's spring, let's see what's opening up. So we get back into the market. And we're just met with the same thing. We go look at these places. And the owners would tell us like, man, you know, I've got like 100 applications, like it's overwhelming, I was expecting to get like two or three. And then again, we'd have these really great conversations, we, you know, present ourselves as like really great, you know, homeowners and renters and all of this stuff. And we literally would run into shit like, you know, we have our little dog Frenchie. And we'd run into places that are like, totally pet friendly, bring your dogs, da, 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 da. dogs welcome. And then they'd say, yeah, we loved you, but we decided to go with the applicants who didn't have a dog. We had so many applications without pets. They told us we don't have to take a pet, you know, so we don't want to take the chance of people and their pets. So we were even getting turned out for places like we were eligible for, right? So it was just like, oh my God. So in this space. Oh, and then the landlords finally did come at the top of March and like, oh, hey, no, we're, we're putting it on the market, thinking about June, July, like, what do you need? And we're like, all right, like, we'll take the most, you know, like the maximum time possible. So we agreed that. We would move out by June 30th. They would get the place back July 1st, and they're going to do what they're going to do. But Dave actually felt better about that. He's like, nope, now it's time. And I felt good, too. I was like, all right, all those places weren't working before because obviously, like, it wasn't time yet. Like, you know, we got super close to a couple of places. It was one place we actually did get accepted for, but then at the 11th hour, Dave was like, eh, no. (laughs) And that caused a little bit of contention, too, because I really like that place. Dave was like, I just... You got to trust my spotty senses on this one, Rachel. He's just like, n- n- I- this is it's not it. Like, I think we're just, it's, we're going to get over it. Like after some time. So I was pissed. I was pissed at him for a while. Cause that was another one. I loved the kitchen. <laughs> I was pissed, but in retrospect, we would have, because we were moving to a town closer to where my son's private school is. And that town is a little bit more of a premium. So you get the nicer town, but you don't get as much house. You know what I mean? So there were some sacrifices we were making, but I was just like, whatever, it's closer, nice neighborhood. I can walk to Starbucks and the fucking kitchen. <laughs> so Dave said no. And it was like, oh, fuck. Okay. So once the landlords told us like, yeah, we're, we're going to sell like July 1st, it was like, all right, yes. Now this means our place is out there. Now our place is coming because we have to get the fuck up out of here, right? So now our place is coming. And we were both excited. And that kind of like, you know, recreated that energy of like, all right, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving. And then again, we start looking at places. We're running into shit. and We're like, okay, what What are we going to like? We have time, but like we don't have time. Like it's literally going to be May 1st this Saturday and we have to move out by June 30th. So this is like February, March and so my brother who's still down in Atlanta all this time all these years are like I'm telling you guys you and Dave of all people y'all need to come down here Rachel you could do so much with your yoga work like Dave you know for all the activism and things you know community building that you want to do like I'm telling you like there's just so much here you could get a great place there's great schools and we're like no now Dave has his only you know and big brother is in Alabama like two hours from Atlanta so you know, and Dave has friends down there. I know people down there, like a lot of people from our college temple went down there. So it's not that like Atlanta's foreign. It's just that we both feel the same way. Like, er, no, it's just not, it's not for us. So my brother's like still hooting and hollering. And he's like, all right, Rachel, I'm telling you what, just look at this one private school, you know, he's like, look at this one school down here. Just check it out. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, you know, we just got Voss into this private school. You know, Voss is finishing up eighth grade. I'm like, we just got Voss. We transitioned him from public to private. He's been through a lot emotionally, you know, with things he was dealing with at school and his biological dad and, you know, just stuff like that. He's been through a lot emotionally. He feels good at this private school. We all like this private school. It's Montessori based, whole center child, you know, all of this. I don't want to rock the boat for him, you know? But my brother's like, I'm telling you, just check it out. So I said, all right. So he tells me, about, he tells me about this school. I'm just laughing because I'm I'm thinking back on this process. And they were having like an informational. And again, this is like early March. So they were having like an informational right around the time that it just happened to check it out. They're like, oh, you know, we're having this like online informational, bring your family, check us out. So I'm like, all right, boss, come come join this informational with me. And Voss is like, whatever, like, I love my school. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, no, no, I agree with you. Let's just check it out. So we have the informational, um, and it's, you know, it's for students who are interested. So there may be like four or five families, like, on this call, right? And so we're just looking, and I'm kind of just asking questions here and there, but we're really there more to just absorb. There are certainly families on there that, that this is their school. They want to send their kid. They're asking all the questions. So Voss and I are sitting back and watching, and I'm just like, damn, this campus is really impressive. And Voss's campus, where he is at the private school, is very impressive. But this was, like, it was just different. It's two different. Montessori and this school is two different things. Like, Montessori schools are like, your kid's going to come home dirty all the time because we believe in, like, play and dirt and earth and grass and connection. And I'm all for it. This school is impressive in more of, like, a collegiate presentation type of way. Like, it's a really beautiful, sprawling campus. So I'm like, man, this campus is impressive. They got, like, a planetarium on campus and shit. I'm like, what? (laughs) That's nice. So, you know, we're just kind of, like, taking it in. But I'm of the mindset, like, eh, I ain't going to Atlanta. And Voss is definitely of the mindset, like, I'm not leaving Barry School. (laughs) Like, you know. So anyway, so we go through the informational and the admissions person who's like leading it. She's like, all right, parents, any questions? So she's like, you know, um, for those families who are interested, we're still taking applications. The application period closes and she says the date and the date is literally if this was like a Tuesday, like that Friday of like the same week. She's like, so if you want to get it in and I'm like, oh, I like this school. I don't like Atlanta for us, but I like this school. So I'm like, fuck it let me try. I'll just apply. Like, it's not going to happen, but I'll just throw it out there. Fuck it. <laughs> like, that's how I do with stuff sometimes in my life. I'm just like, I don't know. Let's just like, even when we were applying, there would be like one or two places that were like in Timbuktu, for example. Then I'm like, let's just see <laughs> if we get it. You know? So like, I do stuff like that. Like, let's just see. So I messaged the lady. I'm like, and this is like recommendations and interviews and he's got to take a standardized test. And he has like, none of this, this is, this is Voss for his application. So I tell the admissions counselor that. I'm like, listen, we're just finding out about this school. We're in Maryland. You know, we don't have, like, you know, we won't have all of this stuff by that Friday. And she's like, oh, no, that's okay. Just, you know, submit the sort of the interest application, like just literally filling out the information. You know, you pay the application fee, and that will hold a space for you in terms of letting us know you want to apply. And then you have, like, really – another two or three weeks to get like recommendations and set up his interview. The biggest thing was the standardized test. So when you are applying to public schools, you take what's called the SSAT. So it's like an SAT, but designed for, you know, private school entrances. So depending on what grades you're going on, the test is going to accommodate that. So his SSAT, he couldn't take for like, three weeks or something like that and then it would be a matter of the scores getting released to the school so she's like the ssat score might be the only thing that would delay our decision for him because some students have taken it already Da da da, da and we'll have all of that information in when it comes time to consider the application but that's okay we'll know that yours is coming you just may hear from us later than everybody else so i said okay cool so the type of person, the type of woman I am, when I commit to something, I commit all the way. So I was like, all right, boss, let's go. So I, <laughs> it was interesting because he just, 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 just started this private school and we love it. But I had to ask them for the recommendations and they're like, wait a minute, he just got here. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, no, I know this is, we, you know, we're looking to move. And I told him, like, it's nothing to do with the school. We love the school. It's just that we have to move. You know, we're kind of looking at the cost of living, and that's the only thing that we're looking at in Atlanta is, like, the cost of living, nothing else. This is not about this school is better than that school. And I made sure they knew that. And they were like, oh, my God, because we love Foss." But they wrote recommendations, beautiful recommendations. We set up his interview. The lady, the admissions counselor for the school in Atlanta, loved his interview, loved him. And I was sitting there, and I was like, this kid's going to fucking get into the school, man. And then what? (laughs) Like, I was, why? Because the parents were invited to the interview, and I'm, as I'm watching Voss, and I'm, it's not so much Voss as it was the lady taking in Voss, and I'm like, this kid's gonna get in, this kid's gonna get in, and then we're gonna have, like, a real decision to make, like, but I'm still not moving to Atlanta, (laughs) so, then he had to take the standardized test. And so he's done like the benchmark testing that they do in public school, like the yearly math and reading, you know, assessment, but he's never done an SSAT. And when he applied for the private school last year, he did it, dead smack when COVID first started and they couldn't figure out, there wasn't a plan to figure out how to do standardized testing at home. Now they have a year. So Voss was able to do it at home, but the school last year said, no worries. We'll let them in off grades recommendations. Don't worry about the standardized test. So Voss had never taken that before. I'm a smart cookie. I ain't no standardized test taker. I never have been. Like, I take too long thinking about questions. I run out of time. You know what I mean? I'm just not a standardized test. I hate those things. I don't think that they're any kind of benchmark for anything, but they're there. So Voss was, like, all, like, oh, my God, Mom, what am I going to do? I don't want to fail. Like, you know, even though he's, like, even if I get in, I'm staying at Barry. Like, Barry's his current school. But then he's, like, also stressing. it was really cute about doing well on the test. So we had the test set up. We were able to do it at home. He had to get this online proctor it was a five-hour deal at home on like a Saturday afternoon that shit was serious like we had to keep showing the proctor the camera there could be nothing around him she's like what's that book in the background like you have to move that book (laughs) so they had to make sure his whole scene was clear he had to show them like ripping up you know his scratch notes you know for the math part and stuff when he was done so he does that whole thing he's like oh shit wow that test took a whole lot out of me I hope I did okay so we got I had the test scores released to us before they were released to the school because I was like, let me see them so I know what, you know, what's being sent. And so Voss says to me, Hey mom, like if I don't get the best score, you're gonna make me take it again. Now, if this was like college or, you know, a school he really wanted to get into, I'd be like, no, absolutely let's prepare for a backup just in case your first scores aren't so great. But because I'm just throwing shit to the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> I'm like, eh, don't worry about it. If you don't do great, if they don't take you off of it, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, you know, like, we'll do our best, but I'm not going to break my neck and have you take this test again and put you through that again. Like, no. <laughs> so we get the test scores back, and my baby, there's, like, the high score. <clears throat> there's, like, the range, you know, low, high, the middle, you know, whatever the average is, and false shape came just under the average like just under the average so I'm like eh, they might be like great kid but we need this test score right because it's a really great school in Atlanta in the state of Georgia frankly a lot of families were applying we're from out of state we came in last minute so I'm kind of like again it's not that I don't think boss is capable like when I was watching his interview I'm like this kid's very capable but I wasn't sure what that test was going to look like so when we got the scores I emailed the admission counselor I'm like all right application complete here are his scores Just want to let you know, like, they're not super stellar, but I'm proud of my kid anyway because how he showed up for the interview. And I really was. He, you know, I think about him being 13, and I was in his same position when I was 13, um, going on 14, and my mom was pulling me out of public school to put me into a private all-girls Catholic, predominantly white high school because the the public school in my town was just starting to kind of shift a little bit and my mom felt like I was slipping through the cracks and I was and I'm really glad that she pulled me out but that initial like you're doing what pulling me away from my friends to go where and do who like study what like I don't be Baptist I don't know anything about being Catholic and so I fought her tooth and nail tooth and nail tooth and nail but because like I'm a student by nature, like. I went on the first day of school. I fell into line, you know, all of that. But behind the scenes, I was just a fucking terror until I finally was like, all right, well, she's not pulling me out and I'm not like running away. So I guess I'm in the school. Right. So, you know, knowing that teenagers can be rebellious, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, man, you know, this dude could have really sabotaged the interview. You know what I mean? Like he could have, sabotage the standardized test and I kept peeking at him when he was taking it and he you could tell he was just like oh my god like I really want to get this answer right like he wasn't in sabotage mode and I was like you know what kid I'm really proud of you like you really like the school that you're in now you know what I mean you're but you're you're showing up for applying for another school that you're saying you don't want to go to and rightfully so you know what I mean like but thank you for showing up for not like just intentionally bombing it you know And I told the admissions lady that. I was like, listen, here are his scores. They're not out the, you know, they're not out the box. They're not off the roof. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're just scores. It's like, but I'm really proud of him no matter what. And we appreciate the opportunity to apply. She writes back and she's like, listen, there are kids that have stellar scores and not great recommendations And kids that have great recommendations and not stellar scores will take the kid with the great recommendations any day because that's how the kid is perceived by their teachers and how they interact in the community. Test scores are great, but that's just an aspect. Like We want to know the child. And that's what I actually like about this school is that it has that sort of collegiate presentation, but it has the feeling, the diversity of the school that Boss is in now. So that Montessori feeling. It's not a Montessori school, but that focus on the child i really really like which is the advantage of a private school oh and then there's also a ticket price of a private school and i was like well they also have to give us you know goo gobs of tuition support because (laughs) that tuition right there is somebody's salary per year like are you kidding me so that was the other thing it was like all right well even if he gets in he's got to get tuition and even if he gets in we ain't going to atlanta like that was still the stance right (laughs) So in the meantime we're looking we're looking we're looking test scores come in the school starts releasing decisions and then it was so funny because Voss, who every day is like i'm not going to that school every day it was coming home like "Ma, did you hear from the school Ma, did you hear from the school do we have a house do we have a decision like he was coming home every day asking those two questions did we get a house and did i get into the school and it was like no 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 we haven't got anything so then he's like Mod, is it the school was releasing decisions like April third? It's like April whatever. Like how come? I'm like, listen, dude, I'm not pushing it. We're not moving to Atlanta anyway, so whatever. You know what I mean? But I thought it was really cute. You know, I wanted to know too, cause you just want to know, right? You put in the effort. It's like, well, shoot, let me at least get rewarded for my efforts. So sure enough, two weeks ago, uh, yeah, cause I was gonna say last week, two weeks ago now, I get an email that says, congratulations son has been admitted to, you know, Voss has been admitted to the school. And we're like, I look at the email. I'm like, oh, shit. And I go down to Dave and he's like, oh, shit. Like, Voss got in. So, <laughs> so then I tell my brother, who's down there in Atlanta, and I told him we were applying, but I don't think he was really taking me seriously. He's like, no shit. You really applied? I'm like, yeah. He's like, no shit. He got in? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Rachel, you don't understand. He's like, families down here clamor to get their kids into that school he's like you that is a really really good school he's like it's a big deal down here like I don't really think you realize it and he's like and for Voss again and he's like I am so super proud of Voss so I didn't even think to look at the stats I was just impressed with the school number six private school in the whole state of Georgia and if there's something like 7,500 private schools K through 12 you know I guess of it's you know, whatever its category is, K through 12, independent, whatever, because there's Montessori, there's this, there's Catholic, you know. So of its ilk, if you would, of, you know, 7,500 schools, it's in the top 120. It's actually number 120 out of 7,500 schools. So I'm like, shit, in the country? Okay, this is a good school. And I I didn't look up all of that, you know what I mean? I just went with the feeling of like, damn, I like that campus, and I feel like I could see my kid on there. So he gets in. So we're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. I tell my mom. My mom's like, oh, my God. You would have thought the kid got into Harvard. And I'm like, OK, pause, everybody. He already got into a private school. So it's not. But everybody's like, oh, my God, but this school, this school, this school. right? <laughs> and the other factor is my mom, who's from Texas but has lived you know, in New York, New Jersey for a very, 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 very long time has been wanting to get down south, but she's like, I'm only going if one of my kids go. Really, I'm only going if my daughter goes, but my daughter said she's not going any further down south, so I guess I'm not going any further down south. But when my brother would tell us about Atlanta, she's like, oh my god, Rachel, if you and Dave go, like, I'm gone. I'm there. I'm going to be there. And that is something that is part of my um, long-term vision, to be able to care for my mom when it comes to that my mom is super independent now so she's just like I'm good but you know if and when it came to a place that I kind of needed to be more in hand I'm the only daughter so I just kind of feel like nope that's on me and I'm fine it doesn't it feels like an obligation yes but not like a burden you know what I mean like it's an obligation I'm actually proud of and honored um to have and I'm kind of glad in that aspect that I am the only girl because it kind of makes it easy you know and my family's pretty cool about understanding like my oldest brother will probably be left with some decisions and me as the baby and the only girl I'll be the caretaker and then there's everything in between with my other brothers right so we have a good unit the four of us so my mom is just like yeah like if you go I'll come and da-da-da-da. so I'm like well that is something to think about but eh. you know Atlanta <laughs> so he gets in so we're like oh shit oh shit oh shit so now the thing is With the tuition, with the uh, acceptance letter, they didn't say anything about the financial aid, which we had applied for. So I'm like, all right, this is great. But they said on their website, the average amount of financial aid that goes to the families, and we need way more than that average amount. The kid gets financial aid, you know, tuition here. He gets half half of his tuition covered. So I'm like, we got a good thing here. We're not going to go down there and save, say, on the cost of living, but then pay twice as much for school. Like, that just doesn't make any sense when we got a good thing here. So we're like, all right, well, that's the remaining factor. I will say in my head, I was like, all right, I either want it to be that they don't accept him or they, they're they so, like, wowed by him, you know. They give him, like, a full scholarship and it's kind of like an offer we can't refuse, or it's cut and closed, like he didn't get in. And that's that. And it makes it clear, you know, that we're staying here in Maryland. So of course, we get the email the next day. Oh, and here's your tuition. You know, here's your financial aid award. They gave more, much more than the average amount that they had on their website. And when all the numbers broke down, it comes down to right around what we're paying for the school in Maryland. And I'm like, universe (laughs) you 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 love to have fun with us humans it's not clear-cut it's right down the fucking middle and I gotta make a decision like I gotta make a decision you know what I mean like I can't just be like oh this was easy yes or no you know what I mean like it's like shit we gotta compare and again I really like this school and so, you know, I told my family about that. They're like, oh, my God, we're so fucking proud of this kid. Da, 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 da. And Voss was really excited when I told him. I was like, Voss, you got in? He's like, oh, shit, I got in? He's like, but I want to stay here, but but I got in. You know, so he's like kind of getting excited. He's like, so what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. So they tell us on a Wednesday, right, that he gets in. We get the financial aid award that Thursday. And they're like, yeah, you got to let us know by Monday. We're like, and we only got 72 hours of like, or more than 72 hours, however many hours we had to decide. But we were like, holy shit. So we're like, so we got to make a decision. And the universe is like, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. I'm going to make it not easy. And I'm going to make it so that you can't fucking drag your feet. Like you're going to have to decide this shit. And i tell you what, lovelies, instinctively, I knew, you know what I mean? I knew said, you know, we haven't gotten into places here the one or two places I thought we were going to get didn't pan out like when we were that close. We had one that we were we said yes to and they said yes to us. And then Dave at the last minute said no. You know what I mean? Like the way that my brother was like, just check out this school. The way that the landlords were like, hey, June 30th, like it's lining up, right? So it ain't so coincidental. And I see that. I step back and I see how it's like, I'm like, even though... I wasn't focused on Atlanta to be looking for things to line up in that way, right? So when we're working to some towards something, right, we want to see the things fall into place that tell us we're on the right path. Certainly there are challenges and stuff like that that, you know, are our test to see if this path is truly what we want. And I talked about that um, either as an episode or certainly as a passage from Journey to the Heart. Like there are some things that test us, to see yes is this really what you want and if you you know move through the test and stay the path then you'll be rewarded right and then there are things that are constantly blocked or obstacles and it's not so much that it's a challenge as it is this is not the path for you like pause and regroup you know and so it wasn't like Atlanta was like the end goal and it was like you know oh man the school lined up oh man da, 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 da. it was just like things were happening and in the middle of all of it i was just like i'll throw it out there and see what sticks and i'll be like i was like you know i'll be damned if it didn't stick <laughs> you know like that's the thing that stuck so it's like we threw all of this out to the universe and this is what the universe gave back right now i'm totally dating myself but i've already said a million times how old i am 43 ooh, ooh. poltergeist i i immediately had the image of the movie poltergeist when, you know, they were trying to save, um, Oh, the daughter's name. I'm blanking on right. Carol, Carol Carolyn, Carol, Carol or Carolyn. Um, but when they had to save the daughter, um, and they were trying to figure out like that portal, you know, that she went into like the the portal to nowhere, like the other, the upside down is where she went to, um, thanks stranger things for giving a term to that. (laughs) Um, but they threw, I think like a tennis ball or something in there. And then it like, Came back out. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was something they threw and it came back out. So I'm thinking of that right now. Like that image of like. And Danae, if you're listening, I feel like you know what I'm talking about for some reason. I feel like Danae's like, yeah, I know that scene. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I feel like that's what the universe did. Like we threw it all up. All of it. And this one thing came back. Right? So Dave and I are talking and we're like, you know, we're just weighing the pros and cons. And the thing is, lovelies, there aren't any real cons like there are things you know like people friends lives you know that we've built certainly me I've been in Maryland 21 years this year 21 years but it was like with this pandemic my whole entire business went online Dave was already working virtual prior to COVID I have students down in Atlanta one student in particular that is just like oh my god if you came here like that's it You know what I mean? She's very plugged into the creative community. She's like, oh, my God. I would ask her because she was there. and She has a son that's like two years older than Voss. I asked her about the school. She's like, dude, if your son gets into that school, I'm telling you, you need to take advantage of that opportunity. You know what I mean? So my brother's there. My mom would come down. So it was kind of like. We would really have to find reasons not to go. And even if it was just like we don't want to go, that's reason enough. But it was kind of like it didn't feel. Us not wanting to go didn't feel like enough. And at the end of the day, I was just thinking, like, this is good for Voss. Like, I feel like like the school he's in now is so safe for him. But I feel like this school can just pull out that thing that's in him that I see as his mom. And I'm just waiting for that thing to be yanked out of him, and I think the right environment, and again, not that the school that he's in now couldn't pull it out, but again, you just have your instincts, you have your senses, woman's intuition, mother's intuition, whatever you want to call it, right, and I'm like, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, I took a leap of faith and left my job, I took a leap of faith, and, you know, got back with David, and we moved in together, and my baby, my son, has been there for all of these shifts, you know, been there for all of it, has had his own shift in life, you know, with his dad kind of splitting when he was eight, you know what I mean? So he's been through a lot of shifting and I'm just like, this has gotta be about him. It's his turn now, you know what I mean? Like it's his turn. And even though he might not necessarily want to move to Atlanta, I feel like this school is his turn. And the cost of living is just significantly cheaper. You know, than it is here in Maryland. And for what we've been looking at here, you know, we can get so much more there. You know what I mean? Like just more house, more yard. And, you know, since before Voss was born, you know what I mean? I've always had visions of having children and, you know, raising them in a house similar to the house I was raised in. I was fortunate to be raised in a beautiful, Victorian style house I always had my own bedroom you know what I mean like we had a backyard and swing set and it's just beautiful neighborhood and my best friend grew up right down the street like it was a community and I wanted to raise my kids the same way you know and then I had Voss wasn't expecting to get divorced a year you know (laughs) year and some change after he was born wasn't expecting to be a single mom, you know, and having to mainly stay like in my condo, this one bedroom condo, like raising my kid, you know, I mean, when he was little, it was fine. But as he was getting bigger, it was just like, Oh, man, like, I want to give my kid like the space that I want to give him. And it was tough. And it was hard. Because even though I was making good money, I was single parenting it, you know what I mean? So daycare on me mortgage on like everything, everything was on me I wasn't getting a whole lot of support you know from my co-parent at the time I wasn't getting any support frankly from my co-parent you know at the time outside of like weekend visits but like financial support it was all on me and so that limited me in in terms of like how much more I could get in terms of house and stuff like that but anyway David came along and that helped to ease things and then together we were able to move so I still have this vision of like a home that I want to give Voss. And, you know, even though now he's just four years away from 18, I'm like, I still have time. And so part of me has been like, you know, Rachel, just let go of that expectation. Like, no, you don't have the house to give him, you know, that you had, but, you know, you're also teaching him entrepreneurship and something you weren't taught, you know? So I was just, I would be really, 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 really hard on myself for not giving Voss the same exact life that I had. I have to always remind myself, but I'm giving him this life, you know, but I will say, I saw, I see Atlanta as a way of being able to give Voss that home. Even if it's a bigger townhouse, like even if we don't land in like a single family home, there's just still places with yards and communities and stuff, you know, that we've seen online and that my brother told me about. And so I, I, I feel like This is finally that opportunity. Like, I I sense all of these things, right? And so the resistance in me to Atlanta is, you know, number one, always saying I would never move there. Number two, frankly speaking, I have a medical marijuana card um, (laughs) in Maryland to help me manage my anxiety and such things. And, you know, Georgia is not a legal recreational medical state, you know, now just went blue. I'm grateful for that, Um, you know, but it doesn't have that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this is a convenience that I've gotten used to. Like, oh, my God. But I've been told, don't worry, you'll be fine. (laughs) You know, so there's just, like, my life, like, my conveniences. But, again, it's, like, saying about me. Like, it's about me. Like, it's always about me, right, in our lives. It's always about us. But I'm like, this is not about me and the convenience of, like, my marijuana card, right? Like, this is about, like, my kid and him having the best life and opportunities possible. I've had my turn. You know, my mom took me out of school. I've had my turn. You know, now it's his turn. Now it's his turn. And I just feel that. And so, you know, when Dave and I sat down and really kind of talked about it, it was like, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> and so we, you know, pull Voss in and Voss is like, I'm like, Voss, you know, we came to a decision. He's like, oh, I kind of know. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, we're going to Atlanta, aren't we? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, you know, I don't want to leave my friends. He has, like, his three besties. And he's like, I don't want to leave my friends. He's like, but I'm kind of excited to be near Uncle Claude. I am kind of excited if Nana's going to move down. I am kind of excited if it means we can get, like, a bigger house, you know. And I told him, I said, dude, you got a good two. Like, if I moved when I was your age, you know, in 1992 or whatever, like, I would have had to keep up with people's addresses and write them letters and their phone numbers. And if they change their number, their ad- address, like, and they weren't listed in the yellow page or the white pages, rather, like, forget about it. I'm like, but you guys have Facebook, not Facebook, that's the old heads. You guys have Instagram and, you know, all the other things, all the other platforms, texting, all of that. Y'all can keep up with each other in real time. And with this pandemic, y'all haven't seen each other. Like, he's seen his, well, he sees, he sees his school friends now that he's back on campus, but his other two best friends from the public school, like they only see each other once a quarter, you know, when they try to get up, get together. So I'm like, you know, with this pandemic, you guys have only really seen each other over the screen anyway. So it'll just be like more of the same, you know? So yeah, we're moving to Atlanta. (laughs) Oh my God. So I asked Dave. I said, Dave, can I share that on the pod? Because, um, on the socials I haven't really shared it um there's some family members he still has to tell and not that it's like a big deal but there's like one cousin in particular that he's really close with and she's in New Jersey and she will be so supportive but she'll also be like oh my god my David's moving further away so he just wants to have the time to like tell her and have the conversation but I'm like dude I gotta let folks know I got like a whole entire community of people like I want to let them know you know and even though I'm all online there's just still something in me in me that feels like they gotta know they gotta know I'm moving (laughs) so my first big reveal is here on this podcast I've been slowly telling people here and they're like yeah we're moving to Atlanta and the reaction is always what because I think it's just it feels sudden you know and that's the thing it's like my life this past week has suddenly felt turned upside down now that we made this decision right but at the same time I was applying to the school knowing we would come face to face with this decision if he got in. Right. So wasn't so random. Right. Was it, was it coincidental? Was I really just throwing something to the wall and seeing what sticks or did I really want my kid to go to this school? You know what I mean? Like, but it, it just, it's, it felt overwhelming, not in like, Oh my God, we're leaving just kind of like, Oh shit. Like this big life change is on the horizon for me, for my kid, for all of us. Down in Maryland, here they start school after Labor Day, which is how I was raised in Jersey. This kid's got to start school in Atlanta August 12th, and he gets out like June 1st, <laughs> June 3rd. So he'll have like just short of two months. And then one of those months is going to be us packing up and moving. So, you know, we're trying to get down there in time to give him a month to adjust to the city and see the school because none of us have seen the campus in person yet. We've just all been impressed by what we've seen online and in pictures. So this over this past week, my body has just felt a lot of aches and pains. There's this neck pain I've been dealing with for months, and that kicked up, like, extremely big time this week. And I kind of had to take off from teaching on a Friday and just, like, take it easy, you know, because it's like – I don't feel super overwhelmed in my mind, but I feel like it's coming and I feel like it's in my body right now, you know, as opposed to being in my mind and being like anxious and worried and all of this. And really there's nothing to worry about because I know that this is aligned. It's just more that all of a sudden I feel like I just moved to Maryland, but at the same time I've had 21 years of life here and in those 21 years I have had a million fucking lives. I came down here as a grad student, didn't know where I was going, thought I was gonna move back to New York once all was said and done, got my first job in a housing agency. I wasn't thinking about housing, like out of grad school, ended up buying a condo. I wasn't planning on becoming a homeowner, you know, dated a Muslim guy, ended up becoming Muslim. I wasn't planning on practicing Islam. You know what I mean? Like moved on away from that over time as I still was kind of growing and finding myself spiritually. Got engaged to Boss's dad. That was kind of sudden. I wasn't planning on marrying him of all people, <laughs> you know. But marry we did. Boss came, you know, and it was just like, you know, I wasn't planning on quitting my job and becoming a yoga t- Like I have had so much life here, and it all of a sudden just feels like I've only been here five minutes <laughs> because it's coming to an end. This chapter is coming to an end, and you know, and that feels like something to me as a Scorpio, like, I tend to get emotional about change. But my sign is also one of transformation. So it's like, I know, I got to move through it. But I can tend to be a little bit funny, you know, like, "Ah!" you know, but I go through it. And I know I've, I grew up in New Jersey, moved to Maryland, when I was 22, you know, going on 23. So I had my first, you know, 22 years of my life in Jersey. 21 years of life here in Maryland, and it just seems like, all right, now is the time to start, you know, this next chapter. And so now we're, you know, looking at places down there, trying to secure a spot down there. Um, you know, we're kind of facing the same thing low supply, or yeah, low supply, high demand. But I trust it, I'm not worried because normally I would be like, oh my god, we haven't found a place, but. We're not forcing this Atlanta thing. We didn't start off the year planning to move to Atlanta. It kind of just fell on our plate and we went with it and it's been panning out. So I know our home is coming to like, I just, I feel it. I feel it because clearly this is where ancestors are guiding us. This is where spirit is guiding us. This is where the universe is leading us. So all that stuff is going to fall into place that I trust. So I had... So much more I was going to share around this. Um, I took this really great African dance class as part of a birthday celebration for my yoga teacher this past Saturday. And I wanted to talk about how that was such a good remedy to everything I was feeling in my body, to shaking up shit, to my womb needing it. But I think I'm going to save that for another episode. Um, I really didn't expect to talk about this moving (laughs) for a whole hour, but me being as detailed as I can be, I shouldn't be surprised. So, We'll pause it there. So this is me just sharing. This is me reminding you to trust the feelings, to trust the instincts. Sometimes, you know, you don't see the entire bigger picture, but it's just a feeling like me. I just feel like this place would be good for my kid. I just feel like even though I'm totally liberal East Coast girl, there's something I will say, having gone to Texas every summer as a kid and, you know, having family in the South, there is still... Outside of all the political bullshit, like we're just kind of getting down to people, right? There is still a sense of community in the South that I'm not saying is not here in the East Coast, but it's definitely hustle-bustle. You know, the more East you go, the more cities you get, the more hustle-bustle it can be, um, and you find your pockets of community. But, you know, I sense in the South, Voss is just going to really find a village he can tap into more so than here. I sense that. And I'm just moving with the feeling. You know, things have worked out with the school. It wasn't really an effort outside of the effort that had to be applied for, you know, being admitted. Um, So it just sort of seems to be lining up. It's just I wasn't expecting it, (laughs) you know. So just listen to the feeling. Listen to your heart. Listen to your body. You know what I mean? Take time to meditate, to put aside all the questions and just Feel, 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 which is what my rites of passage teacher is always telling me. I just got an astrological chart reading um, this past weekend, and my chart, the person who read my chart, said the same thing. Like, don't, you're, the way you're designed, you're always gonna like worry about the outcome. Like, that's kind of who you are. But your chart is designed for you to like always land. Like, this is the chart of a person who can continually take risks. And you'll land. And that's pretty much what my life has been. I just didn't realize like, you know, you have to kind of step back and be like, oh, man, risk taker here, (laughs) you know. So he's like, you know, your chart is designed for you to take risk. So don't worry about the outcome. Think about how you want to feel. And that's been a work. A work. work for me and my mind because my mind is attached to wanting to know the results. But universe has shown me it ain't going to work that way. For you, you got to follow your heart and follow what feels good and everything else will come into place. So I offer you that, lovelies, like what feels good to you? What feels good for you? What do you want your work to feel like? What do you want your relationship to feel like? What do you want your home to feel like? What do you want your life to feel like? What do you want your yoga to feel like? You know, it's when you can have an idea a sense of how you want something to feel the work will naturally move in that direction and after a long time and a lot of living I'm finally 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 really understanding that because what happens is if you know how you want to feel You won't take an opportunity, a job, a a teaching gig, whatever the case is, just for money. You won't take it because it's like, oh, shit, you know, well, you might take it if you need to pay a bill. We've all been there. (laughs) But more so like I'm not going to take this because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like where I want to go. So when you have that feeling anchored in you, you'll make appropriate decisions from there, you know, so. Just what is it that you want to achieve in your life? What is it that you want to manifest? And how would that make you feel and then move in that direction? Hmm. All right, lovely. So, getting over an hour, I came down to this mic thinking, oh, I'm going to be like 30 minutes. But, you know, and I have to stop myself because I do have a yoga client in the next 20 minutes. So, (laughs) I have to shift gears here. So let's take a moment to find a comfortable seat, whether sitting in a chair or on the floor or lying on your back, wherever you are. Just make sure you're comfortable. Soften your shoulders. If you are in a chair or couch or something and you have your feet on the floor, just make sure your feet are resting completely on the floor so that you can feel that connection to the earth. And maybe rest your hands on your thighs or somewhere alongside the body and close the eyes if that speaks to you let's just take a beautiful deep breath in. Exhale all of the air out through the mouth, nice and slow. One more time. Deep breath in. Exhale. And the passage I'm going to close with today is from Journey to the Heart. And this passage is called Trust What You Know. As you grow, as you evolve, as you continue on this journey, you'll discover many special abilities, gifts, and powers. One is an increased sense of knowingness. We will begin to understand events and people on a level much deeper than we experienced before. We will begin to know the feeling of a person, place, or thing. We will begin to feel its energy, not just its matter or physical form. We'll talk to a person for a while and know if that person feels trapped, feels like a victim, or feels free. We'll know if a place holds energy that's good for us. Or we'll know that the energy isn't right for us, doesn't currently complement our needs. We won't judge, we'll just know. And we'll know what to do. Powers appear when we open the heart. We find the powers of love, comfort, faith, joy. There are other powers too that come along the way. One of these is the quiet power of trusting what we know. Open your heart. Let it show you what it knows. Learn to trust what you know. You're wiser than you think. And I love that Um, feeling the energy of a place is pretty much what solidified my decision for Atlanta. You know, all those other years when I felt like it wasn't for me, I wasn't feeling the energy. You know, now my son's in the mix, the school's in the mix, and it's the energy of the school and the sense of community. And I'm like, all right, I'll put down the resistance and I'm going to go with the energy, And I trust, right? Like it said, when you begin to open your heart, you open your hearts to the powers of faith and trust and love. And I've always been a person who's been of faith in my mind, but I'm really realizing the action of living in faith every single moment of every single day where you just trust and know everything is working for your highest good. Like I'm finally learning how to sit in that. And this step to Atlanta is a step in that space, you know, a step of sitting and faith and trusting, trusting the energy, trusting the feeling. I follow my heart. I talk about that all the time, but I've struggled with like, I'll follow my heart and then I'll worry. But getting to that place of like, I just know it's going to work out. I'm, I'm getting there. And it feels good. Baby steps. I'm not like sitting comfortably. I'm just learning how to sit in it, you know, and trust. So trust what you know. Listen to your heart. Listen to your feelings listen to the energy. All of that, all of that, all of that will always tell you what you need to know. (sighs) All right, lovely. So let's go ahead and formally end this episode. I will, um, if nothing else of significance comes up over this next week, I will probably save my African dance story for next week's episode. So with that, may you be happy. May you be free. May you be peaceful easeful, useful, and joyful. The light of me honors the light in each of you. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next week.